This is episode number 88 of the Church Collective Podcast. In this episode, I talked with Brett from Passion about their conferences, about their city church, about songwriting, about David Crowder, about a ton of fun stuff. It's just a really, really edifying conversation. I said edifying, that's right, but it's still, it's going to be edifying for you and you want to listen to it. So here we go with episode 88 of the Church Collective Podcast. You know, Passion's this gathering of, um, this year is 40,000 university age students, 18 to 25 year olds, and um, just this amazing time. It was, you know, uh, three arenas in two different cities all happening at the same time. And uh, this song was just one of the those special moments in, in our in our conference and it's called remember and uh, this song's kind of a bit of a journey so for all the worship leaders out there uh, I, I had been doing this I was in this class and I was doing this study and got to Deuteronomy uh, just studying Genesis through Deuteronomy and and right, right before the nation of Israel is about to cross in the promised land Moses starts reminding the people he says remember what God's done Remember all the things. Remember that he, he was the one who delivered you from slavery, that he brought you into the wilderness, provided for you, and he's leading you into the promised land. And so for me, I just began to think through, I was like, what, what are those things for me that I need to remind myself of that's going to help me have faith? And, um, and so I couldn't think of anything greater than the fact that uh, Jesus is alive, that the resurrection has happened. And and those, you know, those three words that the angel spoke that day was a stone was rolled away. He said, he has risen. And those words changed everything. And so this line uh, kind of came of saying, I remember the empty grave. And uh, that just began, that was just the line for me, you know, and it, it would help me begin to uh, reframe my situations and circumstances in my life. And so I, a friend of mine introduced me to these amazingly talented songwriters from Sweden. And so uh, we we had this songwriting time together, and, and uh, I just felt like this was the right, right thing to work on, this idea. And we kind of got a chorus together. Uh, we got verses and a chorus. We got this chorus, and this chorus just felt really special. And, um, and we played it for my pastor, Louis Giglio, here, and worship pastor, Christian Stanfield, here at Passion City Church in Atlanta. And, and you know, I love it. They, they were so encouraging, and they're also challenging. And they said, you know, we love your chorus, but your verses aren't quite uh, where, to the level of where your chorus is. So we need you to go back to the drawing board. And so we did, you know, we, we rewrote it, and we re- rewrote it again and uh, months later. Uh, so this, this song was on a, on a pretty long journey. You know, I don't think I've ever spent quite as much time uh, working on a song, sure. uh, but it just felt like, man, there's, there's something special here. So it felt worth it, you know? And so uh, uh, David Crowder, he was uh, helping us produce and, and get the songs together for the Passion Conference. And, and um, he really kind of came in and he said, let, let's, let me help um, kind of uh, do what we need to do to kind of help get this song in a, in a great place. And so worked with David and, and another guy and, 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 we, and we really began to uh, this song began to come into focus, and, and uh, the very first night of the Passion Conference, Louis, just amazing message about the resurrection and how that changes everything for us, that, you know, if circumstances are causing us to forget who God is, or maybe you even think that God's forgotten about you, but if you can, if you can remind yourself, say, no, 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 my life is, it's based on what God has done, and so I'm coming, I'm seeing, and I'm not going to live 
I'm not even as a believer, I'm not living like I'm in the tomb still, you know? And that's what he said, you know, he said, you know, the stone, the stone has been rolled away. And so, uh, you know, Jesus isn't there anymore. So we don't need to live like victims anymore, but we need to live like victors. And so, and that's where this moment where this song kind of, kind of happened in our, in our conference. And, and mm. as we've been singing it in our church, uh, we just sang it last night uh, at, our, at our big student gathering that we have called The Rising at Passion City. And, and uh, just so much hope, you know, uh, for people, no matter where they are or whatever season, but to know that, you know, if Jesus is alive, there's nothing that is greater than that. You know, Jesus defeated sin and death. And so whatever's going to come up against me, it's not going to be greater than the fact that Jesus had the power uh, to, to, to rise from the dead. <laughs> you know, like yeah. that is the most powerful, important thing in all of human history and in my history. And yeah. so for me, that it's just a song of hope and uh, it's helping me walk through, through my life. And, 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 um, and so, yeah, so that's, that's, a, that's Remember. Yeah, you, you mentioned in there that, that you had started, you had a chorus that was like really resonating, but then they, they challenged you to change your verse. Could you maybe speak to what that feels like, how you kind of like handled that in your head? I know a lot of guys like are very protective of their songs and it's like, well, totally. this, you know, this I wrote this, you know, this came from me. Like they, they're not really open to feedback like that. Do you have advice on how someone might be able to open up to, to yeah. feedback like that? Absolutely. Well, you know, um, you know feedback is a, is a great thing. And, you know, around here... Um, I mean, there's a few things. One is um, we talk a lot about when we lead, and I would say even when we write, we're writing from a place of love and acceptance, you know. So, um, you know, I have to remind myself of this as well, but, but I'm, I'm, I'm not getting my worth out of what I'm doing, you know, like what I, what I bring to the table. And, and, and then there's also this idea of trust. And, and so we love each other and we trust each other. And so we do champion one another. But, um, but we're, we're also about trying to bring our very, very best so that we can, we can amplify the glory of Jesus. And so I know that, you know, in my leadership's life, that's, that's their end goal. You know what I mean? That, that's, that's what they want to do the most. And so I believe that and I trust that. And so when they come back and say, hey, we, we see that this is on a great path. And so we want this to be the best it can be. And so I don't, I don't take that as a personal dig to me. I go, okay, you know, I mean, we're all human and all, you know, we're, we're creating and so stuff stings and all that kind of stuff. But, but if I can look at it through those lenses, um, that really goes, you know what, we're, we're, we're moving together towards something and we are, we're wanting um, the, to bring our very best to the Lord sure. and to serve the church. And so, um, you know, those are just a few things that kind of help me in the process and you know, honestly, at the end of the day, when you when you get these trusted um, hands, you know, I, I love these guys that I get to lead with. You know, uh, like I said, Christian, Melody, and uh, Crowder, Louie, and um, these 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 guys. I, I think the world of them, and so their feedback to me is so valuable. And um, and and I know that it's going to help it become the very best song it could possibly be. Sure. So yeah, yeah. Maybe talk a little bit too. You guys did the conference like simultaneously in multiple locations like what what practically did that look like for you <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah well one we have the most amazing production team uh, ever in the history of the world <laughs> yeah. these guys um it, it was pretty crazy so we were um we were linked up together and there would be moments where you know just uh, for the worship leaders out there again we were 
for us practically, we saw there was a clock. There was one clock for the whole, all three arenas coming from the same place. And uh, then there would be these moments where we would link up together. In fact, there was this big opening video that, that, that was broadcasted to all three venues. And then we were in Houston the first night and we were leading the first song, but for all three arenas. And, um, and so there are these moments and then all of the talks would come uh, from a different arena, but would be, um, would be sent out to these other arenas. So, you know, it was a lot of logistics. It was a lot of behind the, behind the scenes kind of stuff. But what was amazing is to see that, you know, not only did technology unite us, but to see that the Holy Spirit was leading us all together. And this was the mind-blowing thing to think about is that here are 40,000 students, three different locations, all being led by God in this journey together and um, uniting our hearts around the glory of Jesus. It was, it was pretty amazing. It yeah. was one of the most amazing things. That's really cool. Um, talk about, too, that as the album came out, like what kind of an impact has it had uh, over the past few weeks? Like, what are you guys seeing? You know, what's, what's really kind of surprised you guys? Or, um, you know, what's the Lord been doing with it? Absolutely. Well, you know, just one of the just cool things is, is you know, right, we, we released it digitally. Uh, you know, the, the physical copies coming out uh, just here in a couple weeks. But, um, but we really wanted to get it in the hands of students as they were coming to Passion. And so we get it out on iTunes and, and all the digital places. And, you know, I think just it went to number one on the, on the Christian chart. It was number three on the Billboard Digital Albums chart. And on iTunes, it was number three. You know, you had Adele, Justin Bieber, and then uh, that passion, salvation's tide is rising, and mm-hmm. so for us, you know, you know, it's not all about numbers, but for us, all of those numbers and and those kinds of stats, it those represent people, and um, those represents the the hearts and the lives that that this Jesus music is 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 touching, and, and it's getting into the fabric of their life, and so for us, it's so encouraging, you know, and and that's what's amazing. And about the conferences, we see these students, they gather together and then they go out. And so just to know that these songs now are, are going out into dorm rooms and the college campuses and the churches um, all over America and all over the world, um, sure. it's a really humbling, humbling and encouraging thing. So we're, we're really excited about these new songs. That's cool. Yeah, could you, you tell everyone a um, little bit about what happened with the, um, I guess, at the conferences the students donated to help in, in Syria? Could you talk to, to that too? Absolutely. We believe, you know, worship isn't just just singing. You know, it's not just about coming together and singing these songs and, and, and hearing this amazing teaching. Um, but we believe that when you get that, that vision of Jesus, when you get that revelation of Jesus and he touches your life, that there's always some kind of sending that happens. There's some kind of outflow from there. And, um, and so, uh, yeah, we, we, we challenged the students, hey, let's be generous. And, and so we were able to raise over $800,000 to build a hospital in northwest Syria. And that hospital is going to provide care for about 12,000 displaced women and children every single year. And so, you know, we just we believe that we want to make Jesus famous in all the world. And there's a lot of attention right now happening and what's going on in Syria. And so, you know, they're not going to know the names of passion. They're not going to know the names of any worship leader. Sure. Um, but what they, I, we pray that they will know is that there are people in the world who love and follow Jesus, and we've been helped by Jesus, and so we want to extend help and healing to you yeah. in any kind of way possible. And so that's why 
um, that's why our hearts were moved to give towards this hospital. And so um, it's, some, it's just, just incredible to see, you know, a lot of people count college students out. They say, oh, no, college students, they're poor. They, they can't do much. You can't challenge them to do anything like that. And, man, what we've seen over the years with this and then even things like the End It movement, mm-hmm. um, you may have heard of that. And, and that was, that's been going on now for, for the last few years. And, and, and again, it's, it's going, hey, the gospel is about freedom. And in this world today, there's 27 million men, women, and children who were enslaved in some kind of modern-day slavery, and that could be even human trafficking. And that goes on even in our cities here in America, which is mind-blowing, and most people have no idea. And so we said, hey, we're going to band our voice together, and we're going to let people know. We're going to leverage whatever influence that we have on social media and personal relationships and in, in, in mass media relationships, all kinds of ways. We we want people to know that this is happening in the world, and it's pretty amazing now, a few years later, to see um, how what these poor college students who you know don't, you can't challenge them, they can't do anything. Well, we don't believe that at all, you sure. know. And we're seeing uh, even in in the United States Congress, there's major legislation that has been passed and is being passed. It's going to give significant dollars to seeing um, to seeing slavery end in America and and, and around the world. So. Uh, you know, it's just, it's amazing to see that when God comes and touches our lives, how it's not just for us, but it's for the people around us. And so I think that's, that's one thing that we've seen uh, through these gatherings for sure. sure. Yeah. To maybe swing over to the, the practical side. Um, I mean, obviously a lot of worship leaders really look up to passion and they listen to the albums and they want to do their best to replicate or, you know, they're like, I wish my team was like that. Do, do you have any like any first step say say a new worship leader's just started at a 200 person church and they love passion albums and they want to yeah. bring that to their church can you maybe speak to that that worship leader absolutely well you know the heart behind these songs is you know one thing is it doesn't always have to sound exactly like these songs you know and you can take them on guitars and you can just playing with acoustic guitars and cajones and keyboards and all that kind of stuff and at the same time there's great resources out there like you know multitracks.com and all that but you know is if you're out there and you're at this, like, if you're in a, some kind of student ministry or, or you know, in, or some small church plant and, and you're like, man, I just don't have the people. I don't have the team. I just say, well, pray and ask God. Say, God, bring the people. Bring leaders. Help bring people. And then, you know, challenge the guys that you do have. Challenge your teams to lead them to Jesus. Lead yeah. them to fall in love with Jesus because from that place. And, and also ch- challenge them to be the best that they can be at their craft. Say, you know, we want to love Jesus and follow Jesus, and also we want to be the best musicians that we can possibly be. And so, you know, that might be a different step for, for some teams. That might be, you know what, we're going to get rid of our music stands, and we're going to learn our music. You know, that might be the first step, and that would be a great step to say, I don't want to have to think about the chords that I'm playing, but I, I want to, I want to have, have done all of that prep work so that when I get in front of the people, I can lead the people. You know, and yeah. um, I can hear from God, and I can I can lead these songs, and we really do hope that these songs, you know, they can find a find a home and a place in your church, and that they can they can somehow help bring uh, lift and encouragement, and, and and somehow help people see Jesus. That's our prayer when we write these songs. You know, say God, give us songs that are going to help us see you and know and fall in love with you. And mm. so, yeah, we we hope we hope these songs begin to kind of find find a home in the church for sure. That's it for this week's episode. As always, please head over to thechurchcollective.com and contact us if you haven't already been in touch. There's so many great ways to get plugged in, and we're just getting started for 2016, so now's the time to get plugged in. God bless you today.